Oh, she hung up, so she must be doing it. Well, so much for starting early. <laughs> You're not getting the call? No, I'm actually watching it because, yeah, it shows I had four missed calls from her, but I was goofing around trying to do that, and I had the, the Google thing full screen. I didn't know she was trying to call, and it wasn't making the incoming call noise. She said she's calling. <clears throat> Should be there. I have a Skype screen, but it's just showing a screen. It says mute or end call, so supposedly we're on a call together, but... Yeah, I just have a blank blue Skype screen. It said I was connected. Are you still connected? I don't know. I just have a blank blue screen. Oh, she says she can hear us. Are we connected? She says she can hear us, but we can't, we can't hear, her. hear her. Yeah. Okay, she's not. Try she's that. Like, can you hear us? Say something. I can hear you fine. Hey, hey there, there we go. go. Okay, what, did, what just last happened? Time, last time she was busy doing something and talking to somebody, and we finished the the podcast while she was on mute, so her microphone was still muted. Ah. <laughs> My bad. So, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, let's let's get right into it, okay? Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. This is the gentle art of philately, otherwise known as stamp collecting. Here's a pile of stamps carefully culled from swap meets and garage sales. Rupert, what are you thinking of? Oh, I was just thinking of all the years I've wasted collecting stamps. Oh, like stamp collecting. Oh, that's all right. That's quite a nice hobby, that. Yes, but it's not enough. Don't you understand? I'm lonely. I'm so terribly lonely. All right, Homer. You beat those stamp Nazis with good old-fashioned American complaining. Oh, if it weren't for you, we'd be at the mercy of weekend philatelists. You know, why didn't you just say stamp collectors? Because I'm tired of dumbing myself down for you. From Spain and two from Japan. I got a couple from Israel and Azerbaijan. I got a planet from Poland, but none from Sudan. or from Fiji or Uzbekistan. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. Live from Studio 6 in Ansan, Korea, this is Stamp Show Here Today, episode number 158. I'm Cash. Put a man on a plane, he flies for a day. Push him out of a plane, he flies for the rest of his life. That's pretty that's, morbid. <laughs> that's dark. <laughs> I'm Scott. If you put your underwear on inside out, then everything in the universe is inside your underwear, except for you. This is Mark. Two electric wind turbines are discussing music. One says, I'm a heavy metal fan. This is Tom. Hi, Tom. And I'm your stand, Mr. Stan. And despite the 1975 song, everybody certainly was not kung fu fighting. Today, we're going to discuss medical issues of the elderly. Why? I don't know why. Oh, now I know why. Because we're going to discuss joint issues. It's a whole field of crickets marching through. <laughs> so nobody's going to oh ask me God. what a joint yeah. issue is? is this okay, something new with what, cannabis? What is, a jo- <laughs> what is a joint issue? A joint issue is when two nations issue a... St- Stamp with a related 
generally uh, very similar design. So similar topic on the same day for the same commemorating the same thing. So um, there are different kinds of joint issues and they're generally between two different countries. Although sometimes you get more than one, sometimes you'll get three or four countries at, at the same time. Uh, they're not common, but they do happen more frequently now than they used to. And uh, the U.S. has participated in quite a few of them over the years. Example, sir. Well, an example would be recently. Uh, let's see. How about the hockey stamp that Canada and the United States just issued together? Hockey, that's like football, right? On ice. On yeah. ice? On ice. It's ah, the history of hockey Wait, issue. that's a joint issue? That is a joint issue. Is that why the stamp looks so good? Yeah, there Could you go. Could be. Because yeah. <laughs> that's a Canadian design. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> and did you know there's a souvenir paint of two that USPS issued? Yes. Ah. And you uh, can only get it from the stamp cave, I believe. Yes. They did not ship those to uh, any post offices. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Now, they, they did that with prior issues, and and they eventually ended up shipping them to post offices at, at the request of the post office, but um, they typically were not uh, initially sent to the post offices. So anyway, as far as the U.S. is concerned, uh, our joint issues didn't start until 1959. Oh, what happened in 1959? Uh, it was, again, with Canada. Uh, we were celebrating the anniversary of the St. Lawrence Seaway. Nice-looking stamps? Well, I mean... The, Canada, you know, what more can you say, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, in that case, the uh, the Canadian stamp actually had the error with the uh, invert error. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so there was actually... <laughs> Even though the Canadians generally put out nicer-looking stamps, they're the ones that had the error on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, there are lots of different uh, joint issues, and you asked me earlier about omnibus issues and why they're not considered joint issues. Yeah, because when the Silver Jubilee came out, yeah, there were countries that were not part of the British Empire, excuse me, they were part of the British Empire. They were not crown colonies or they were not members of the Commonwealth. They were independent countries, but they still had the same design. Like, Well, some of them didn't. Well, yeah, that's true too. South Africa is famous for having four totally different designs, whereas everybody else well, Canada, had three designs. Um, Canada didn't have the same design either. No, you're right. Canada, but New Newfoundland did. Yeah, the Newfies. Newfies stepped up to the plate. Right. So, um, the omnibus issues, um, the the common like that, the Commonwealth, or sometimes you'll see it in um, the French colonies or the Portuguese colonies. You'll see the Spanish colonies, German colonies. Anyway, the, these colonial systems, they would issue uh, similar looking stamps across all of the colonies. And those are not considered joint issues because the postal system was basically run centrally 
by the uh, overseeing authority. So the British Commonwealth had a single postal system. And even though these were issued for the different colonies, they were still considered being issued by the same government agency. Mm. Whereas now, uh, like with the U.S., these joint issues are with a completely separate, autonomous, independent country. And, and they are commemorating uh, an event or an anniversary of some sort. Now, today we have the Europa issues. Yeah, that's another one. Which are one, an yeah. omnibus issue, not a joint issue. They share a theme, but they don't share a common design. And but, they also don't share, but when, in general, a common issuance date. So the Europas, like in 1963, they all made, I think that was the one where they put the keys on Early, early on, there were, yeah. there were design commonalities, yes. So those were not joint issues. They're not considered joint issues. They're, are, are they considered omnibus issues? Yes, yes. Even though they were by different postal administrations. Yes. Ah, sounds confusing. It is. <laughs> so what are some of the U.S. joint issues other than the Canadian ones? Well, we've issued some with, uh, we issued a, a number of them with Russia. Obviously, uh, oh. there, there's been some with. Uh, the, the Apollo Soyuz. The Apollo Soyuz. The stamps that are so large. You they, actually, they actually use the same printing plates for the U.S. and the, uh, for the vignettes of the U.S. and the Russian stamps. The, that is and a horrible issue. They are so large you can't even sell them as discount postage. I know. But, and, the, and then the inscriptions at the, on the stamps were, were done separately. Oh, okay. But, oh, but the, so the pictures The were pictures the were done with the same plates, yes. Oh, interesting. Um, let's see. Spain, we've, we've done one with Spain. Couple with Mexico. Well, didn't we do one with? Well, they have this, is it like the St. Lawrence River with Canada? Yeah, but yeah, no, that one did, was uh, the Columbus one with Spain or Portugal or both or what? Columbus was with Spain, Portugal, and Italy. Oh, okay. That was the 1992 souvenir sheet issue. Yeah, and they issued six souvenir. Each country issued six souvenir sheets. Now, only the U.S. had 16 stamps. The others only had six stamps, I believe. Also, the Italian one, they like used an offset printing instead of an engraved, and it looked... It looked a little weird, It yeah. looked weird, yeah. Um, there's been some others. Um, we've done three, I think, three or four with Ireland. Um, th there's one here that we did with German immigration, and uh, it shows the, the Concorde which is a sailing ship, and that uh, commemorates bringing the, the German immigrants over to Philadelphia, and they settled and created the area known as Germantown in Philadelphia, which my mom's from Philadelphia, and she grew up right next door to Germantown. So I was well aware of the, the culture there and, and the, the area, mm -hmm. but I didn't until I read read about this, I didn't realize that that's what that stamp was commemorating. Uh, we've done some, there was a stamp collecting booklet that we did with Sweden. Mm -hmm. um, and actually only the third stamp in the booklet is considered the joint issue because that's the one that shares this, the common design. Oh, what are the other three then? 
they're similar but not the same. Oh, interesting. So that was that what I thought was kind of interesting. And that's one where we made the error. Yes, we made the error. There's the, an error the, variety with the on black that. omitted. Yes. Um, there's a single postal card join issue um, for Francis Vigo, and uh, Italy has it, that was with Italy. Who was he? Uh, he was a uh, Italian patriot and pharmacy and co-inventor of the tube sock, I believe. Yeah, something. He like is that. Vigo. You are like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> Uh, he had something to do with George Rogers Clark. Uh, oh, that's giving them vital oh, information about giving them vital information about uh, the British in Vincennes. That is during the Civil War yeah. or the um, Revolutionary War. Yeah, that is uh, one of the things that I definitely want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, Lewis, the Lewis and Clark expedition. They they have such a great history and so many great stamps. So we got. Uh, I have to remember that one to put that in there too. Uh, some of those. Uh, some of you may re remember the uh, Lady Liberty stamp that we issued, the blue and red and white, red, white, and blue Lady Liberty engraved issue from uh, mid '80s. Uh, that was a joint issue with France. Yeah, I saw that just the other weekend. I was and down on the Las Vegas Strip. France. <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> This, this one was actually the New York Lady oh. Liberty. Oh. But France liked the design so much, they issued postal stationery, too. Now, if you look in the Scott catalog, you will not find either the Francis Vigo or the Lady Liberty listed because the Scott catalog does not list postal stationery or postal cards for other countries other than the U.S. and, and their possessions. Uh, let's see. There was a 1987 issue, joint issue with Morocco. It, mm -hmm. it has the distinction of being the only joint issue with the U.S. is issued with a uh, majority Islamic uh, country. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Australia. Uh, Australia, the first country we did with a majority population of Australians. Oh, let's what? see. What? <laughs> I don't think that deserved a comment. <laughs> uh, a couple more for the Soviet the Union. Tom, Tom's kids, oh, yeah. kids will appreciate this. The Your kids have that. I, I know you have it. Which I, one? Uh, the, uh, it's got the seal and the... Sea mammals. Sea mammals. Uh, they probably have one of those, yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if they have both of them, but, but uh, you can get you the know, other one. It's it's interesting that on that particular issue, the water on the U.S. stamps looks green, and the water on the Russian stamps looks blue. Mm, <laughs> they have more vodka in theirs, I guess. And they're both twenty five cent rate, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and you could kind of uh, cheat and use them on each other's mail. Yeah. Uh, we issued a joint issue with Sweden and Finland for the Swedish-Finnish uh, settlers that came to America. Uh, let's see. There's another space issue with Russia. Oh, hold on, hold on. There we go, right there. Princess Grace Princess with Grace. Monaco. Yep. Absolutely. One of, one of the more recent engraved issues, very popular. 
People's Republic of China uh, issued a uh, whooping crane and a... And a different whooping crane. A black-necked crane. Oh, okay. A pair there. Did Gifts of Friendship with Japan recently. Uh, Ingrid Bergman was a joint with Sweden. Or, yeah, Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that I didn't realize was the children's literature with Great Britain. A Hungry Caterpillar. Yeah. I, I did not realize. And those are also both a 39 cent. Oh, excuse me. I think it's Hungry, Hungry Caterpillar, right? Very Hungry Caterpillar. Very Hungry Caterpillar. The very Hungry Caterpillar. Very Hungry. Don't want to yeah. leave out an adjective there. Don't want to, yeah. don't want to piss off the uh, Caterpillar listeners in the audience. So there are other, some, some <laughs> other joint issues. Uh, Mexico issued an endangered species, but theirs was an entire sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went along with one of ours, uh, it could, but completely different. It's not a twin issue. It's a, but it's still a joint issue because the design's not the same. Oh, so if the design is different, well, no, because you said it's that not the third considered stamp. a twin. Yeah. Okay. So it's just we happen to commemorate the same thing. Same thing on the same date. Yeah. So if you were going to make an exhibit. You would have to differentiate between that. It's stuff. it's considered a joint issue because there was an agreement between the two countries to do that, but um, it's not considered a twin issue. See, where I, the designs are the same. See, looking, listening to, and looking at the stamps, I totally now disagree that the Europa issues are not joint issues. At some level, they are probably class can be classified as joint issues. Yeah. Because they, they shouldn't really be omnibus issues. They should be joint issues. Oh, well. I'm going to write uh, the president and uh, see if he can issue an executive order. <laughs> Hate to get political, but these joint issues need to be resolved. By the way, Vigo did not invent tube socks. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, he threw me off. I think, I think what he invented was the Wankel engine. You know, the tube socks came from uh, 8th century B.C. Greece. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's opening a can of worms on your Uh-oh. tube socks. <laughs> He's opening oh, no. a can of tube socks. <laughs> He's opening the hamper of dirty laundry. I wonder if that's around when Alcibiades was running around. See, he's my new hero, Alcibiades. People who uh, don't know who it is, Google it. it it's a rather interesting story. The original inventor of the tube sock? The original inventor Who's the guy from Dosakis? The most, he, the most interesting, interesting man in the world. Man yeah. in the world. He is the original most interesting man in the world. And if you uh, Google him and watch the videos, you'll agree. Anyway, anything else on joint issues? Uh, it's National Hot Chocolate Day. Last <gasps> week was National Pie Day. Damn it. We celebrated that one. I didn't get my pie. Pie and I hot chocolate it does sound like joint issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you keep eating that, it will be. Stamp show here today. Stamp show here today. Stamp collecting happens when we dream together. So, summon the answer squad. <laughs> oh, are you are you stealing Don's line there? 
I'm trying to get her to move a little faster. <laughs> I'm trying to also, but I'm also trying to navigate this script, which is um, horrible. We have an email from Patrick. Guys, every Friday I sit down to my traditional, once a week, unhealthy, but very tasty hot breakfast. I make a cup of Kona coffee at my desk and listen to Stamp Show here today before work. This is a highly anticipated special event each week. To my horror, a couple of weeks ago my world started to crumble. <gasps> oh, Patrick. No more countdown. And why? Because someone says, why do it? What's next? Is my beloved Kona going to start tasting like tea? Is my sausage, egg, cheese, and tater tot omelet on a roll going to become healthy? A stamp mistress needs her countdown. Thus I ask you, nay, demand, sirs and ma'am, bring back tradition, bring back the countdown. By the way, I think I saw a dragon and a chicken walking down the street the other day in tube socks. What's that about? Well, I want to address um, a couple of things. You weren't wearing tube socks? I'm wearing tube socks now. No, but okay. First of all, Patrick, great to hear from you. Second of all, sausage, eggs, cheese, and tater tot <laughs> omelet on a roll. Dude, I want the recipe. Although I'd add bacon. He just gave you the ingredients. Yeah, I don't think that's yeah. a real difficult one to make. <laughs> well, no, there's got to be a procedure on this one. Are the tater tots on the roll or is it next to the roll? Is it a mm -hmm. roll with tater tots or is it a tater? Maybe the roll itself is made out of tater tots. Are the tater tots baked or deep fried? Oh, yeah. There's, there are questions. We have questions. Patrick must have answers. Yeah, he does have answers. Summon the answer squad. We so. ask. Nay, we demand answers, Patrick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, so Patrick, this one's for you. Five, four, three, two, one. Look at them, madam. Have you ever in your entire life seen anything so beautiful? I'm sorry, I don't know anything about stamps. Oh. This is the gentle... And from eBay. Sorry to ask, I see mint hinged, but I have already purchased too many older mint hinged stamps on eBay, which, upon receipt, turned out to be unused without gum. Consequently, I always ask this question now, if the gum issue has not been clearly stated. Can you, can you, what question is he asking? I don't this one. This one. I think the question, based on what he's saying, I think the question is having to email every eBay seller and ask them, does it have gum or does it not? Or more than that, what does mint hinged mean? Well, there's an... There's an answer to that. Just scan the back of the stamp, Mr. eBay seller. Nah, it's a pain in the ass and you can't. First of all, it's a pain in the ass. Second of all, the <laughs> ability to tell a never hinged stamp by looking at a scan. Well, he doesn't say it never hinged. hinged. It says mint hinged or no gum. Well, well, 
I mean, if you see a hinge remnant there, obviously the stamp is hinged. Yeah. Well, what I wrote back is I'm a traditionalist. For me, there are never hinged, which is not just devoid of hinge. It also has to be nice gum. So if you have never hinged but dirty, ugly gum or, you know, sulfurator. You you wouldn't want to lick that gum. Yeah, exactly. If it's not gum you'd want to lick, (laughs) then it's not never hinged. So just the fact that it's never been hinged but it looks gross, that's not never hinged. The second one is lightly hinged. And uh, I call this just a butterfly kiss of a hinge mark. Then you have hinged. It's not heavy and it doesn't have a large hinge remnant. And then no gum, which is basically soaked. Uh, I know that Scott has a comment about this because this is a little bit different than how PSE does it. Well, absolutely. And, you know, being Mr. PSE, uh, the way we address this, obviously, never hinged is never hinged and that shouldn't be open for discussion we don't use the term lightly hinged we use the term previously hinged and that includes lightly hinged but is not limited to lightly hinged but on a previously hinged stamp the hinge hinged area should be fairly neat and fairly limited Uh, and then we use og hinged which if there's a hinge remnant, it's automatically hinged. And if uh, if the hinged area is large, messy, uh, but less than half the area of the stamp, then that's OG hinged. If it's more than half of the area of the stamp, then we would uh, consider going to disturbed original gum. Mm-hmm. Would you Wait, say that t- it is? Hang, hang what is that? Can we close the door or something? It sounds like someone's playing Pong. I'll, I'll keep hearing over and over again. I'm like, what the hell is that? It's driving oh, me oh. batty. Oh, I know what it is. Uh-oh. I know what it is now, too. Your headphones are on. <laughs> Scott almost did that... Uh, Driving away from the Scott almost did that driving away from the gas pump with the hose still in your car. No, we we oh, we man. were we were in my office and all of a sudden we started hearing that sound. It's an alarm on his phone, isn't it? Uh, it's something on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have to go do something. Okay. <laughs> so let's be quick. Okay. Well, I have two mailbag items. One of them is, and I'll put this on uh, Facebook. Everybody can see it on Facebook and on the uh, Facebook uh, Professional Stamp Experts site. And also, be aware we have three sites on Facebook. We we have just me posting crap, and then we have uh, <laughs> we we have Professional Stamp Experts, and we also have a Stamp Show here today. But anyway. Uh, I want to thank Marshall at Bags End because I got a, from him, thank you very much, a chicken stamp, used contemporary, 1948, on a Poultry Tribune chicken-related envelope. And I looked it up in the Poultry Tribune, started in the 1890s and went out of business in 1969, but it is a chicken stamp on a chicken-related cover, and that is fantastic. Thank you very much, Marshall. He did it. 
I, His yep. holy grail has been achieved. Yep, that's it. Chicken stamp on a chicken cover. Yep. The only thing better would be if it was from Chicken Alaska. <laughs> or if it had a fancy chicken cancel. Ah. The second one, I, uh, I'm not going to give a shout out to the person specifically because he's in prison. Anyway, we got a fan letter from a person in prison. And it was very interesting because it, it was delivered unsealed, which I guess, you know, was to be expected. I guess you can't, you know, have contraband and stuff like that. Well, I, I bought a lot of covers uh, a number of years ago, and it had a lot of prison mail in it where they were uh, inmates were requesting stamps uh, from this organization, and they were all unsealed. So number 1478, I'll, I'll just call you by your number. Uh, thank you very much for the letter. It is a very interesting and be probably the only convict letter that I have ever received in my life. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much. Uh, let's see. Uh, petering out real quick. We're going to be at Arapex on February 16th to the 18th at the Mesa Convention Center. The address is 263 North Center Street. If you haven't been there, this is one of the premier West Coast shows. It's uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 10 o'clock till 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock till 3 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, they do charge admission, which, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying, oh, my God, they charge admission. It's like, yeah, but it's free parking. And personally, I don't mind it when stamp shows charge admission. Five bucks for all three days. That's really not a, a significant amount of money. Yeah. And uh, so other than that, I think we are done. I did have a quick question. Is it considered traditionalist or purist to say that mint refers to a stamp that uh, is as it was when it was sold over the counter and that an uncanceled stamp is unused if it has any kind of disturbance on it other than when it was originally issued? I think that's a purist. I really do. Um, well, you think about where does the word mint come from? Because the stamps are not printed at a mint. No. So it, it obviously comes over probably from the coin side. But mint, mint never hinged. Because I'm wondering if uh, I've, I've heard people complain that people who sell stamps and call them mint are in error if the stamp has ever been mounted on a on a page with a with a hinge or anything that that that's now considered unused that any so, alteration so, you, so you're saying mint hinged would be would be uh, an oxymoron would have unused to be hinged unused yeah unused hinged well i know here in the states we don't uh generally pick those nits right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I, I am aware that over in uh, in Britain, they instead of saying never hinged, they say unhinged. Yes. Well, so they also consider uh, like an imperforated stamp, like a Great Britain number one. That or would Great be imperforate. Imperforate. Mr. Grammar Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, the if the margin is cut off, if it cuts into the design, here we say... That is a poorly centered stamp or it cuts in. 
there they consider that a fault. That is a faulty stamp. Yes. And I always thought that was interesting. Well, anything else anybody have? Mark, you uh, plugged yourself last year, last month, so uh, you don't get two shots. Okay. Why not? <laughs> I think you should plug away. Okay, go ahead and plug away. All right. Uh, I mean, he, Mark is probably going to be on every single podcast from now until whenever. <laughs> yeah. We, we, so we, let him plug. We, we'd like to welcome Mark to the PSE family. There you go. And Mark sells on eBay under the name M. Leon and on hip stamp under the name U.S. Mints. And as a matter of fact, I first met him because I bought a U.S. number two from him. Oh, I thought you met him at lunch. We go to lunch. Anybody in Las Vegas, come to lunch with us. Tuesdays. Tuesdays, Red Rock Cafe. It's Red a Rock. buffet. No, Red Rock Red Rock Resort. Red Rock Resort. Actually, uh, a the spa, feast, the feast spa buffet. and resort. Yes. The Feast Buffet at the Red Rock Resort. Yeah. Well, right. okay, That that's about it, except for one last thing. Uh, shout out to Ray with 100J. Again, uh, if you haven't subscribed to 100J, uh, do you have his email address? I do. Oh, read it to it. Ray at 100J-grading-newsletter.com. It is free and it is fantastic. And that's also their website, 100J-grading-newsletter.com. If you want to subscribe and, you know, there's a chance to win money with each one of their things. Uh, he just put out the January issue and he's uh, put out another... Uh, bulletin recently that not a lot of people are signing up to try and win money in the grading contest so oh. good chance for any of you out there yeah. get going yeah. and uh if you listen i can't so <laughs> if you listen all the way to the end of this podcast he, those who have been listening to the uh, outro i'm going to be changing the outro so uh this will be your last chance to hear uh the Fantastic rendition of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you for joining us. This has been Cash, Scott, Tom, and I'm your host, Dawn. Continue the conversation at Stamp Show here today on Facebook. You can ask us questions, see pictures of the stamps, make comments, and add to the conversation on Facebook. You can also ask the experts your stamp questions at bluepaper at gradingmatters.com. You can listen to all of our past podcasts at stampshowheretoday.com, podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast listening platform. And as always, keep collecting. This episode of Stamp Show Here Today is brought to you by the Philatelic Book of Secrets, the book that teaches you about repurse, regums, color varieties, and much more. Get yours for $10 at www.philatelicsecrets.com today. Worst episode ever. Oh, not even close. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Oh my, get out of the way, please. It's burning and bursting in the flames and, and it's falling on the morning fast. And all the folks would say that this is terrible. This is the one of the worst catastrophes in the world. Still, it's... Oh, 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 it's
have no ducky. Oh my god, who the hell cares? Show here today. Damn show here today.